If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za. So, the DA says telephone lines in some Gauteng uh, hospitals have been down for some time now. Uh, they say about a couple of days, about 10 days or so. We'll get more details and clarity on that one. And they say, in fact, it seems like it's because those lines were not paid for. On the line with us is the DA Gauteng Shadow MEC for Health Check, Bloom. Thanks very much for your time. Good evening and welcome. Uh, good evening. Good to be with you. So, so how long have the telephone lines been off and down for? Well, I received uh, two weeks ago, in fact, that two hospitals in particular, I mean major hospitals, Schadenklinke, Johannesburg Hospital and the Steve Beaker Hospital. And I, I just, I must say, I assumed, well, there's a notorious history of broken switchboards that uh, the switchboard had broken down, you know, load shedding puts them under stress. And I, I, I actually asked the CEO of, of Steve Beaker Hospital, uh, you know, what what alternate numbers? She confirmed that you know, the switchboard was non-operational and what alternative uh, numbers could be used. And, I, you know, cell phones, and I, I, I sent it on. But it seemed very unsatisfactory at the time. I actually, uh, 10 days ago, did issue a press statement on the situation at those two hospitals. But then uh, late last week, uh, I was getting from various sources that, in fact, it's far wider than just two hospitals. Uh, it's because they haven't paid their uh, telephone accounts. And then I tested uh, the numbers for various hospitals. And, you know, either it said this number does not exist or it just rang and rang and rang. Um, so I put out a press statement today. And interestingly, the Housing Health Department has responded. And, and this is what they say. They say that there's uh, no fewer than 32 hospitals that don't have functional switchboards because, yes, according to them, they, they haven't paid uh, the bills for Telcom. They, they say there's, quote, discrepancies in the billing, and that's why, um, you know, they're owing money. They haven't sorted that out. And, and it turns out 83 clinics as well. So, I mean, this has gone on for, you know, I think uh, more than two weeks that people can't contact 32 hospitals and 83 clinics. I mean, how are patients supposed to make appointments, uh, make inquiries? And, and, and even worse is, is uh, if you have a relative just had a dangerous operation or they were rushed there in emergency and you can't get information how they're doing. So I think this has affected thousands of people. And the fact that it's uh, because they simply haven't paid their bills with some lame excuse about billing discrepancies. And they've only admitted it in reaction to my statement today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I'm gobsmacked, frankly, that that uh, something wasn't done sooner to you know, sort out their billing issues with, with telecom, uh, pay the bills and, and get a functioning uh, telephone system because uh, staff are hugely stressed. Doctors have to use their own cell phones to make transfers, to get laboratory results. I mean, this is unthinkable. Um, and, and just think of all the people who couldn't find out how their loved ones would do as you said, you know, they have subsequently released a statement and one of the things that they're stating in the statement is that um, the numbers uh, that we all know of, yes, are not functioning at the moment, but they have alternative numbers. Have you tried them? I mean, we just certainly couldn't try 83 clinics and 32 hospital telephone numbers. Have you, have you had any luck? Well, how would you know what these alternate numbers are? I happen to get from the CEO of, of the one hospital, uh, you know, about eight alternate numbers for various departments. 
and um, that was because I have access to a CEO and, and she, was, she provided it to me and the people who contacted me who couldn't get hold of this particular hospital, I sent them these numbers. But how are ordinary people who just simply can't get through and I don't know that the switchboard is broken, they just assume it. Uh, uh, how are they supposed to get these alternative numbers? It's a, frankly, it's a catastrophe for, for many people. They just simply can't contact the hospital. And the fact that the situation, from my experience and the people who've contacted me, has gone on for, in fact, more than two weeks, and the department only reacts now because I've raised it publicly, uh, just tells me how dysfunctional this department is. Uh, and uh, how you need a massive shake-up there. Uh, how could well, anyone allow such a situation to continue? Well, the Premier paid tribute to you, Mr. Bloom. I mean, at the State of the Province address, he said he thanks you for keeping them on their toes. So you obviously have a good relationship with them. Have you picked up a phone call and asked them what's going on? Well, you know, I'd already raised this thing about two hospitals in particular, and I thought that, 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 last week that suddenly it seemed that it was non-payment. And, you know, I found quite frankly in my experience that if you raise this publicly with the press statement, that gets the reaction that you need. You know, there's various ways. Sometimes I will, I will, you know, contact the head of department or the NEC directly. But uh, with this sort of situation, I think one needs to force it into the public consciousness and, and, and wake them up. And I think that's what it did. Just quickly give me an update on the issue of your visit to the Tembisa Hospital. Um, the MEC says, you know, she's going to fight this tooth and nail. People are supposed to have their privacy when they're in hospital. Just give us a sense of where this, this legal action is at the moment. Well, uh, you know, we, 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 we firstly defend our right to, to visit hospitals. There's a long history of, of me in particular being barred from hospitals. Uh, I don't know if you call about 15 years ago, mm. I went to Chris Harneyberg on the hospital and there was a picture of me, mm. <laughs> a photo of me, and they said, don't let this man in. <laughs> and uh, we took it up with the speaker. And, and that's where we're doing it at the moment because at the, in the prime instance, it's for the mm. speaker to enforce our rights to, to visit announced or unannounced. I mean, why why not do an unannounced visit rather than an announced visit? Because you want to see what things are like when they're not ready to prepare for you. Mm. And uh, what we want at this stage is that the speaker reaffirms uh, our, our right to do uh, announced or unannounced visits to hospitals or police stations or whatever. It's a, it's a basic right. Uh, as you know, uh, we went there with our premier candidate, Solly Msumanga. Mm-hmm. As we've done before, I, I visited uh, Timbisa Hospital before. Suddenly they were clamming up, which is uh, rather suspicious, and, 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 and we weren't allowed in. So I think it's an outrageous transgression of our constitutional rights. It's for the speaker to, to enforce our, our rights to, to visit. But look, it's election season, so mm-hmm. I think that's how I'm interpreting it. And and to be honest, uh, I've heard so many promises about turning around the Gauteng Health Department um, you know, for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in three months' time, voters uh, can determine whether there's a new administration entirely, and uh, maybe that's how you reform the department, because I think there's, frankly, rotten from top to bottom, there's massive corruption, and, and I don't think we have the most functional people there, and, and to to have 32 hospitals and 83 clinics in Comunicado, 
for for uh, at least two weeks because you haven't paid the bills is just unconscionable. It, it should never, ever be able to happen in a functioning health system. They, they speak of migration to the eGov's department's central voice network system. Are you aware of that? Uh, you know, moving away from telecom as a service provider, uh, saying that it'll be cheaper and, and more centralized. Are you aware of that? And what's your take on that? Uh, well, I first, well, I've raised this issue of non-functioning uh, switchboards uh, uh, many times, but last year I got a comprehensive reply and it turned out that, you know, they, they desperately need to modernize their switchboards. And, and they did say that this was in, in the pipeline, that they were going this route. But, uh, you know, it's it's like the, they've been promising computerized patient files for, for more than 20 years. Uh, it's not a matter of talking about it. It's a matter of actually doing it. I do think that they've got an antiquated uh, phone system. They do need to do what uh, what businesses do. Uh, they needn't be reliant on, on telecom. They could get a, a, you know, a much more cost-effective system. I think that's the right direction. But, you know, who knows? They announce all sorts of initiatives. You know, the Premier announced that he was buying 18 private hospitals mm-hmm. in yes. his State of the Province address. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, does anyone actually believe that's going to happen? Um, so it's you know, you know, stop announcing big initiatives. Just do the basics. Make sure there's functioning telephones. Uh, there are better ways of doing things. Uh, you know, ironically, uh, the premier himself has said, you know, let's talk more action. But uh, you know, he's big on promises uh, that that don't come true as well. Thanks very much for your time. A DA Gauteng Shiro MEC for Health Jack Bloom. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.